Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Thanks for tuning in here this morning. Trust everybody enjoyed spring yesterday afternoon. Uh, what a Awful, awful. It was hard to drive coming in. It was. It was brutal. Um, A lot of folks had their four-way flashers on Mm -hmm. on the interstate, just warning everybody that's coming up behind them. But uh, anyways. Yesterday was worse with the fog. Yeah, yesterday morning, but then the afternoon was spectacular. Otter Creek's parking lot, the golf course, Mm -hmm. was absolutely jammed. Folks taking advantage of the afternoon of spring. Uh, both driving ranges they just bombed the golf course uh, was packed. So if that was an indicator, I think that a lot of us are just stir-crazy, ready to get out and uh-huh. do something, right? In the four-hour window that we were granted yesterday, <laughs> folks took full advantage of that. BMW Des Moines guest list, bottom of the hour. Tom Cakert on the Hawkeyes. By the way, this little nugget coming out this morning, not about Tom Cakert or the Hawkeyes. Well, I guess in a roundabout way, it does concern the Hawkeyes. As they're part of the Big Ten, after all, Fox apparently has purchased more of the Big Ten Network. They now own 61% of BTN. Hmm. Uh, so instead of, a, what was it, forty nine fifty one? It was, yeah. Uh, in the beginning when the network was first launched. When was that? 2010, roughly? 8, 10, 9? Yeah, right in that range, yeah. Probably 7, 8? I, I, I think it was, anyways. Yeah. You're you're in the right range, right? In the, but um, you know, and and thought there's no way in hell this will ever make it because the rest of the country won't pay a Big Ten tax. Well, <laughs> swinging a miss yet again. Uh, is it's been a has been a boon. Launched August thirtieth, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. And you remember their first big game? No, but I know they had no commercials. Well, they had uh, Buffalo Wild Buffalo Wings. Wild Wings and one other Rotel. Is that what it was? Yeah, like the the stuff that you put in with cheese and make yeah. nachos. It was, was that for no, those were the two. Yeah, but the big first big I event, don't first weekend for college football, they had the Michigan Appalachian State game, and I remember is that where I watched that. Hearing so many people trying to find the game, you know, seeing really? national people, and it created a huge, huge buzz because of that. Because they had it. Huh. Direct TV was easy, but for other people. Used to live cut and send yeah. ESPN at the time. That was right. not the case. I didn't remember that trend. Yeah, what a remarkable, fo- uh, what a remarkable game. And then the photo op afterwards is the Appy State team took their. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Uh, that was a massive. Took the photo of the team on the logo. Um, Big Ten Network, good a good memory on you. Anyway, so Tom Cakert at ten thirty off to Vegas. We shall go with Mike Palm from. Circus Sports. He'll join us at 11.05. Uh, Dave Sproul is here on Iowa State, KSI 1430. Uh, that's where the Cyclones play in Story County, our sister station up in Ames. He'll join us. And then four of you will have an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. You know the drill. We'll give you four games. Uh, the winner will get a $35 gift certificate, the runner-up 25 But if you have played in this contest in the last month, regardless Regardless of whether you won or not, you are ineligible to play. So I guess we have to start to the north with the collapse of all collapses yesterday. Not only did the Minnesota Timberwolves 
uh, cough up a 25-point lead on one occasion. They actually did it twice. 47-21, 79-54, two minutes and 57 seconds left in the third quarter. They're up 25, and they lost by nine. It was a complete and total meltdown. It was a game that... You jump out to the early league. You know Memphis is going to make a run. Sure. It's the NBA. That, that's going to happen. Yep. Uh, somebody had mentioned, as I tweeted last night, just my disgust with the Timberwolves during that run. Yeah, it was free money plus 20. It was David Eichel. The halftime line was plus 22 with Memphis. Was it really? Because I jumped on them live at, it was the beginning of the fourth quarter. I think they'd cut it to nine at that point. Maybe it was 11. Yeah. And I jumped on them and got them at a pretty good price at that point. 22 at half? 22 at halftime. We've talked about this a little bit, but the zigzag theory in general, uh-huh. zigzag theory inside of NBA games, there are so many betting opportunities. It, it's, I think it is my favorite sport to bet live is NBA basketball, playoff basketball, because of the swings that you see. And, and last night was an, an embodiment of everything that we see in the NBA, but the way that they played, the op- wide open threes. And the T-Wolves just not hitting them. No. They're, no. they're getting Beasley. And, and Beasley, who hardly misses them. Wide open. Yep. Okay, yeah, you're going to see Patrick Beverly. Him missing a couple open threes. Right. He get it. He's not a great shooter. Sure. But Beasley are getting good shots. Uh-huh. And you get Ant with a good shot. Right. And it just, that snowball effect that happens in the NBA. There oh. are swings and, and lulls in a game that you don't see in any other sport. There's nothing like what you see in the NBA. But to fall down in that fashion, and it's back-to-back nights where I got it on 668. And I like the crew that they have, so I wasn't watching the TNT broadcast. Yeah. And just for the second straight night, yelling at Fox or Bally Sports Midwest or North now <laughs> because the Twins against the Royals that night, two nights ago, I was yelling at my TV. Same uh, thing last night. Your squad got a win yesterday afternoon they in did. Kansas City. And, and, well-pitched game. And not a well-hit game, but nope. they pushed across the run. Mm-hmm. It was, though, after the moment. And I, I was viscerally upset. I was, I was really pissed off. Just really frustrated. But didn't you bet night. Memphis? I did, did, but I, I didn't care about my 10 bucks. Yeah. I, I cared about the team that I root for. I wanted to see them win. And it's those moments that I still get every once in a while. Disgust? Just getting so upset, getting that rage. The, the things that I used to have as a sport fan growing mm-hmm. up. And, you know, people have told me for years, you're going to get jaded. You're, you're going to get jaded in this, in this environment. Now I'm going on two decades. And I, yes, I'm not the same guy that I was when I started in my early 20s. I think I have a little more worldly view, and I, the ups and downs aren't as large, but they still can come, and I still have that sports fandom that, yes, I still get really upset. Not about my favorite team. This is a team that I kind of follow, right? But I yeah. still got upset like that. And in a way, after my blood pressure finally went down, and it's probably about midnight by the time you, that happened. Are you at that point in your life yet? You're taking a daily <laughs> no. pill for your blood? It's no, coming. It's just, coming, Just yeah. so you know. Yeah, it's, it's coming. coming. Yeah. No, we're good now. Yeah, right. last checkup, we're all still good there, but yeah, uh-huh. it'll be coming soon. It is. And... I still, though... I'm at the point where you now, I've now got those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, you Thursday... you do? You oh, got the God. pill sorter? Yes, is whatever it's called. That just shows you're old. What do you when get? You got one you, of those... Like your 50th you're, birthday? Yeah, you're, so you're waving the white flag. You know, it's over. I'm putting my pills in a, in a take-every-day container. Anyways, go ahead. But I had a, just a smile on my face after the blood pressure went down saying, I still care. You know, it's, Yeah, that's good. It's still good mm-hmm. to have that kind of care about a sporting event that's not my favorite. It's not my biggest thing. It's not the one that I live and die for. But, yeah, I can still get upset about it because that one, that was frustrating oh. to watch when you're rooting for one of the two teams. It was a trend. I've, I mean, two 25-point collapses in the same game. And, and that not only collapsed, Memphis won by nine. Right. 
It's not like they, you know, they got by him in the last second buzzer beater to to come to complete the comeback. Ah, that was fate accompli with two minutes left, and they just continued to pull away. They outscored them fifty-one to sixteen down the stretch, Jeez. going back into the end of the first or the second quarter, uh, first half. They outscored them fifty-one to sixteen. How does that happen? I mean, Barkley was relentless on this team. Mm-hmm. He called them stupid. At halftime, yeah, and then again after the game, um, he was just and, and it's deservedly so. Carly Anthony Towns, what's going yeah, on? Here? I don't know, don't know. Because in, in terms of talent, I think the officials are in his head for starters. That's a problem. He always complains. Mm-hmm. He is a complainer. He is a guy that whines about calls and something that drives me nuts. Guys like that, it doesn't matter who they are on, what team they're on. It just, I don't like that kind of basketball player. I don't. He whines. Right. He complains. He bitches about everything. It just, that annoys me in its own right. He is too talented, though. Trent, he shot the ball four times. He had more fouls than he did shots. We're going back now a week and a half from the play-in game that they won without him as he fouled out. And there's plenty of arrows to go around here. But maybe the biggest is Chris Finch, who, the way that he played in that play-in game with the fouls with with Cat, yeah, Cat made a bad one on the sixth foul and, and out of the game, but... He didn't play that very well. And last night, they're on these runs. Where's the timeouts? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, yes, does it do anything? Does it, quote-unquote, stop momentum? It seemingly does. But you just, it's something you do Uh as an NBA coach. Uh And to let that second run get to 18-0, just let them keep playing. You could tell that team was out of sorts. This is a young team. You have to try to do something. How do they come back from this? Oh, they don't. I don't think they do either. No, this thing's over. Ugh. You cannot have a meltdown like that and come back now, and you have to win three of the next four. I I don't see it. Not I just happening. don't see it. Now, will they bounce back and play well over the weekend? Yeah, I, I want to think that they would, but I won't, I won't fall off my chair if they don't. What's more likely? T-Wolves win the next game, or it goes more like game two, where it's just kind of Memphis just... Keeps them at, at yeah, arm's reach away. Out. Yeah, I think probably more likely. It's, That's what I see. I just I don't think they're well. We'll they're see. Cooked, yeah, it just it just seems like that. That was as, that was as bad a performance. How can you not have any answers? How can you not stop that run? Like you say, call timeout, do something. And they Car- were getting open shots. That was right. the other part. Yeah, they had their chances. Now, there were times that they were probably settling for too many jumpers, but they got open looks, and, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that is just so baffling. You mentioned Beasley, if not the best, one of the best three-point shooters this year in the league. Without a doubt. And he's missing wide-open shots. Yep, he was two for seven from three. Two what, for seven. What can you do? That's not a Chris Finch problem. No, that, no. That's one where you throw up your but hands. But how do they – how do you – you have to find a way to get Cat the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Trent, he had more fouls than he took made, took shots. I mean, that's ridiculous. Shot the ball four times. Three or four from the field. Right, and five fouls. And though he was battling foul trouble, he still played 32 minutes. It's not like it was a game where he had 17 because of foul, 17 minutes because of foul trouble. An infuriating game. No, it, it really absolutely was. terrible loss for the T Wolves. It's a young team. You're still excited about the future, but this one, this one's going to linger for a not while. Not ready for prime time. Of Me. course, uh, the Minnesota sports people that I follow on Twitter <laughs> yeah, last night. A lot of that. Boy, they were going down the rabbit hole of worst Minnesota losses mm-hmm. of all time. Anybody that doesn't say the loss in the NFC Championship game, though, well, to Atlanta, without a doubt. Come on. You're up seven. Yeah. yeah. You got Gary Anderson trying to never out of missed. The field. He hasn't missed all year mm-hmm. long. And mm-hmm. he took a lot of field mm-hmm. goals that year because that was yep. a high scoring team. He hadn't missed anything mm-hmm. all year in a field goal that will put the game away, make it a two score game. Yep. 
He misses. Misses. Atlanta goes right down the field. Uh-huh. They get the ball in overtime, and you lose. And I truly and didn't believe. Did they sit on the football at the end of the first? At the end of regulation? I think you're. I right. think they did. I think they sat on the football yes. with like 40 seconds left in the game. And, and look, they would have beat your Denver Broncos. I agree too. with you. Yes, I totally agree they, with you. And all this we talk about, they haven't played in a Super Bowl since the 70s. That's mm-hmm. a race. They haven't won a Super Bowl ever. That's a race. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that at the top of your list, I, I understand. Revisionists, we're, we're looking yep. always at the latest and all those kind of things. But come on. That, that has that to was be a blow, for sure. number one. Yep, That was 98, the, right? 98, yep. yep. And the 99 playoffs, but yeah, the 98 yep. season that that happened. That has to be number one. And there's other ones, but to say that last night is in the same ballpark no, of that. No, 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 And no. I just said, man. No, this is well, a I'm getting old because I saw a lot of young people say, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Minnesota sports. That, that I saw a lot on, on Twitter last night. 18 straight playoff losses. They have lost 18 straight games in baseball. Not right. series. Unheard of. 18 consecutive mm-hmm. games. Yep. It's baseball. Right. In baseball, the crappy Tigers still win 60 games a year. Uh-huh. You're going to find a way to win, I don't know, two or three of those 18, you would think. 18 consecutive. Mm-hmm. Until three years ago, they had the longest streak in the NBA of playoff futility. The NBA works pretty easy to make the playoffs. It didn't even easier now, but and they went 14 consecutive years not making the playoffs. Of course, we just talked about the Vikings and the Wild have been in existence now yeah. for two decades. It's the best team they've had, though. They've had good teams, They though, have, that's true, but And this they've is advanced the twice in the playoffs, mm-hmm. once to the conference finals, but I think they're at six straight first-round exits. Is that what it is? The state of hockey. They oh. care about hockey up yeah, there. Yeah, they do. And there's definitely four major sports up in that city mm-hmm. and across that state. This is futility. People can talk about whatever. Talk about Philadelphia. You can talk about Washington, D.C. There is nothing close to the futility they have a four major teams that what Minnesota has gone through now for the last three decades. Yeah, uh, you're right. That's uh, so. The Wild look at their their most difficult path is going to be getting out of their own division. Mm-hmm. And if they can get out of the set, if they win their first round of the playoffs, it's not going to be easy. They're in all likelihood going to get St. Louis, and the Blues are playing well. Uh, yeah. And then if they beat the Blues, you know who stands in their way, right? Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche, who have the best record in hockey. Your first two series might be the more difficult, without a doubt. Of what they play now, in the until Western Finals to, until and Until you get Cup to the Finals. West. Yeah. Now, the Stanley Cup. See, I still think whoever wins the East, and I think, I think today I would pick Florida. Um, Florida's going to be fun. Tampa, Carolina, those are the yeah, three Florida, heavy Maybe the Leafs. Okay. Maybe the Leafs. Austin Matthews is so good. Are we coming to the end of that thing yet? Uh, next Sunday. Jesus. The regular season ends on Friday. Uh-huh. There's an extra game on Sunday with two teams that are out of the playoffs. I mean, Winnipeg hosts Seattle. Who cares? You do. You'll I'll watch. watch it. That's a good point. Yeah, I probably will. Uh, I care. So there's my answer. <laughs> All right. So the other NBA games last night, Trent Golden State. Looks... There were other ones? <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, admittedly, I did not see a lot of Utah. Um, Every time I flip there, though, the Dallas defense was incredible. I understand they gave up 118, but what they did... When I was watching, I was really, really impressed by Dallas. And Jalen Brunson in particular. How nuts is right? that, right? Him and Poole. Yeah. Poole is incredible. Where, now, that Michigan trend, he was okay. Fourth best player on their team. Third oh, he, best player. I, I mean, he fits right in. He's, he's a star. He's become a star. And he's a guy that grinded. He was a guy that... Was he a second-round pick or late first? It wasn't a lottery. It wasn't. And he's played in the G League. I think he played 20 games there oh. early in his career. But a guy that grinded and just kept putting in the mm-hmm. work and, and believed in himself. That's what you have to do 
if you're not a lottery pick, if you're not you right. know, one of those first-rounders, that's the things that you're going to have to do. Not a self-made guy. I mean, he was plenty talented, but to turn into this, mm-hmm. nobody envisions this. No, no, absolutely not. Now, to, to be fair, we've said all week long that the Nuggets have one guy, mm-hmm. and that, that's essentially true uh, in the Joker. And I mean, he got his, and he's going to get his on any given night. So the the path is, you would think, going to get a little steeper once they get past Denver because they're going to face rosters that have more than one guy. But man, oh man, they look like Golden State again. They really do. That when they dominated, had that what was a three or four year run of domination. Mm-hmm. Then you thought they were going to fall off, and they did a little bit. And um, but man, this team looks good. They're and doing they're, it. So uh, open your open your app, your yeah. your DraftKings app. Okay. So on Monday, this team, I think it was Monday, we were talking about it. It was, and they were six plus six fifty plus six fifty six to and win and a half the whole to one. Thing. Yep, to win it all. Yep, and then. We did this exercise again, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday, and the odds had dropped to plus 550. And then we did it one more time. I think we went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We looked at it okay, each morning. Okay, so 650, 550, and what were they on Wednesday? 450. Okay. Where are they today? Uh, I'm going to guess. Okay. Um, 650, 550, 450, 260? They're the betting favorite. Yeah. And it's three to one, at least the draft okay. right now, is where you can get them three so to yeah, one. So, yeah, still better than I thought. Yeah. But that just shows you, you know, get on. If, if you like a team, don't uh-huh. wait, especially if, if you think they're going to get on that run. Now, conversely, if you like the Timberwolves, you want to go back for more of that, A, you can bet at the Condon Casino. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking all your money right, right now. Oh, and I'm already invested God. in the T-Wolves, so, yeah, I need to get a little something back oh, on that. Oh, yo, 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 yo. Golden State looks really good. They, they look do. really good. Do they sweep? Do they complete the sweep? No. You think you think Denver gets one? I think they get the gentleman's game, and we go to Game 5. We go mm-hmm. back to San Francisco for Game 5, and, and that happens. Seems to happen a lot in the NBA, even when there are clunkers uh-huh. of a series. Same thing with Toronto as they get ready for trying not to get swept. Man, they had a chance the other day. They did. Missed opportunities, uh-huh. and you hold serve, and you feel like you got a great opportunity. But, no, I think Denver will get it. They didn't play awful last night. No, not bad. It was their best game by far. Yeah. And Draymond, his passing ability. And his defensive ability. Yes. I mean, we knew that, but you're right. He's a good passer. He's a good... I think he had nine assists in the first half. Is that what it was? Yeah. Holy man. Had that throw ahead late in the first half up to Steph who laid it in. And it just... I think that was his ninth. Mm. Such a weird player, right? Yeah. He's six seven. Mm-hmm. Not tall. Nope. He's thick. Not a great offensive guy, but the way that he understands... He's a winner. Angles, He's a winner. Yeah. That's a great way to just... Very succinctly, uh-huh. he is a winner. He's those guys that does the dirty work, mm-hmm. does all the cliched things, but he absolutely is the embodiment of yep. them. And Golden State, I'm with you. They're back. <laughs> they sure are. Oh, the first round of the play has been great. Who would have thought? I'm not certainly not I, not you. No, this is one where we usually ease in. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, how many times, because normally the Stanley Cup playoffs yep. are, are going on at the same yep. time, we say... You know, I know a lot more people are talking about the NBA, but the actual, the better games right. to watch right now is the NHL. Well, with the schedule change this year, yeah. the A, that's not happening. And secondly, this is as good as a first round that I certainly remember. Well, I get the latest is the greatest, but we have this conversation every year that, boy, the first round's a stinker. These right. games are terrible. Uh, can we advance to the second round, or can we just move forward? Um, and you said hockey, hockey ends when? The 30th of June? Is that what you said yeah. earlier? Jeez. By the way, another uh, uh, notable death 
for the few hockey fans out there that would remember that Guy Lafleur died. So Mike Bossy earlier in the week, and now Guy Lafleur, who was all part of all of those Cup teams with those Montreal Canadiens in the uh, in the nineteen seventies, the Flower Guy Lafleur, him and Mike Bossy, two right wingers, Hall of Famers, both succumbed to their illness in the last week. Baseball from yesterday, anything stand out? I watched. Uh, I, didn't, I wa- first of all, I watched. I watched the Jays and the Red Sox because I love when I get a Dan Schulman game. Oh and, yeah, and the Blue Jays uh, signal or feed was available. Um. And then I watched your Twins and the Royals in a, in a really well-played game, I thought. I, I can watch one nothing Every once in a while. Yeah, it was one nothing was okay. Twins uh, had batters. Uh, one thing that I am, I am infatuated with is Joe Ryan. Isn't that dude fun to watch? He's good, isn't he? He doesn't throw hard. No. He's 91, 92. Mm-hmm. The way, though, that he can elevate that fastball and get guys to swing and miss mm-hmm. where he's not just blown it by a 99, he is such a smart pitcher for a young guy. And this was... What he was dubbed as he came over last year in the Nelson Cruz trade is this is a guy that just he knows how to pitch. Yep. And you see that when he goes out there. And and now what he's done, you know, stopping the streak, the losing streak yesterday mm-hmm. and having to be basically. He, was he perfect. their opening day starter? He, he was, was, right? Yeah. And he was good in that one. Yeah. Wins Friday at Boston against that lineup. Yeah. This guy's putting together already a really good resume. Mm-hmm. And people said, Well, is he really the ace? <laughs> he <laughs> looks might, like it. Yeah. He absolutely might be in a guy that is this young doing these kind of things? Gives up two hits yesterday when they had to have a win. I mean, you yes. don't yes. you don't want to go mm-hmm. as far down the rabbit hole because the White Sox are are in the other yes. dugout tonight. And he absolutely did it. One point six nine ERA, sixteen strikeouts this year huh. in sixteen innings. What's his team control? Do you know? Oh, he's they got him for a long time. Perfect. Yeah, twenty five years old. Perfect. They're set up for the next three, four, five years. Uh-huh. You're, they're in really hey, good shape. Uh, speaking of baseball, I'm sure you saw this. The the blowback for Aaron Boone walking Miggy in the was it the eighth inning yesterday? So he's one hit away from three thousand. Yep. Game is in Detroit. I'm assuming Detroit's going on the road. Let me look. Okay. I want to make sure that assumption is correct because they wanted, the fan base obviously wanted, no, they're at home this weekend. So what are you pitching about? Um, <laughs> well, if you had tickets for I that game. I guess if you had tickets for that game. Yeah. But, the, but the, at the point of the game, it called base open, runners on second and third. Mm-hmm. You're, you're protecting the league. Here's a guy that's a, hitting, a hit machine still late in his career. And Aaron Boone held up the four fingers. Walk him. Mm-hmm. That was going to be his last plate appearance. Place went crazy. Twitter went bananas. That's the right move. It was the right move, but it's also the fans' right to boo. Of course. Yeah, I, I had no problem with it. But nationally, not, I mean, I get the fans in the stands booing. Yeah. You want to see history. But, but were there people really killing Boone for it? Go on Twitter. I mean, he was trending. I don't get it. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. A Tigers fan being upset because you're I there. Get it. You're at the you, game. Yeah. You want to see history. You can't, you can't come tomorrow. You happen to be watching the game and it's the afternoon. Hey, I actually I got a chance to catch this live. Right. And you invested the whole afternoon. Right. It's the eighth inning. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But to say, come on. It's the right move. <laughs> Those are the things that just leave me scratching my head. No, I, that's fandom again. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs, are they not in free fall? But man, you want to beat Pittsburgh, don't you? Mm-hmm. After is... Tampa League, I'm starting to think that. The first couple of weeks of the season, maybe we're fool's gold. Yeah. I don't want that to be the case. And it's, this is an overreact. Um, Just hang around 500. That's all we ask. Just get to August. Get to the Hall of Fame game. No, no, no. They're not going to get to August. You don't think they will? Get us to then. Get June. us to August in, in, within five games. But the Cardinals. August. Come on. I'm telling you. 
Is that that's too much to ask? You're saying Cardinals bats were not very good again yesterday. No, they're not. They got blanked right in the end. He did. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hicks started. Brewers are still the class of that. Division. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. From what those I've three seen, guys at the top of the rotation, no, plus I'm with their you. bullpen. Yeah. Now these are very offensive limited teams. Mm-hmm. The Cubs, the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and the Brewers. Yeah, all have pretty big limitations offensively. Who's going to be willing to spend? Brewers well, said the, they would. Cardinals. Cardinals have to. They didn't do anything. Yeah, uh, made a couple of additions the uh, to the rotation. Um, well, one um, in Mats. I don't know. I like the I like the Cardinals move. I think this is going to be a two team race. All right, let's give you an opportunity to win a thousand dollars, shall we? It's time for that thousand dollar home run. Go to kxno.com, and once you get there, you can participate in this nationwide keyword. The keyword for the ten o'clock hour is grand. Grand at KXNO.com, your chance to win $1,000. Tom Cakert on Iowa. What's the forecast tomorrow morning? They are not going to pull the rug out from underneath the um, open practice tomorrow, are they? That's a good question. I am not sure what it's going to be in Iowa City tomorrow, but... Uh, We're supposed to get more of this crap that we just had this morning here tonight. It's not over. Oh, boy. Let's see. Joe Ryan, a free agent in 2028. Hello. Sign me up for that. Iowa City. Results. Here we go. Weather tomorrow will go hourly. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., 68 degrees. Sun? Partly cloudy. All right, take it. Windy increasing as the morning goes on, but by 11 o'clock, it'll be 73 degrees. Good shape. Perfect. They'll be wrapping up by then because it's a 945. They uh, they start this right. tomorrow morning. Tom Cakert on Iowa. Mike Palm will head to Vegas. At 11.05 with the VP of Ops at Circus Sports, uh, Dave Sprow on Iowa State. And then four of you will have a chance to play for some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Again, the keyword at KXNO.com, your chance to win $1,000 grand at KXNO.com. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.8.com. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. If you missed it, the keyword in the 10 o'clock hour at KXNO.com is grand, grand, KXNO.com. Your chance to win a grand. Tom Kakert will, fingers crossed, be in Kinnick Stadium tomorrow. I'm a bunch of fans, other media members. This is going to happen, right, Tom, with the weather that the state of Iowa currently is under? What's that again? The weather's going to allow you guys to get oh. into Kinnick and watch this, right? And go. Oh. oh, yeah. 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 We'll be able to uh, actually enjoy some uh, outdoor activity uh, for the first time in a while. Although it sounds like it's going to be super windy. So, yes, indeed. Um, that's going to be a problem. Uh, and, of course, I'm sure everybody will be understanding about that if the passing game goes <laughs> well. You know, it's funny. I... I, I... You kind of feel bad because it seems like inevitably it's going to happen, right? Unless he, you know, miraculously, uh, whatever they they find uh, to cure uh, what has ailed him so far in his career. I do kind of feel bad, Tom. Yeah, I do too. Because he's, he, he genuinely, 
a great kid mm-hmm. and uh, really enjoyable to be around and engaging and, um, you know, just we'll have side conversations with you, just getting to know you as a person. And mm-hmm. um, But, boy, he is, he and Brian are hot button one and Ooh. one A right now. And you have a defense that's how it is. that looks like it's going to be excellent again. Yeah, kicking, you got to figure out yeah. some things. But how about the running game? If this offense is going to be better, it's not going to be suddenly Spencer Petras turning into even an above-average guy. I, th- I think we know what Petras is. But the running game, there were so many times last year where it went backwards, where instead of second and seven, you're looking at second and 12. And, and just how difficult that makes any offense, but specifically the Iowa offense, the running game looked good in the bowl game mm-hmm. with both Williams back there. I thought they both did a really nice job. Offensive line, though you don't have Linderbaum, you anticipate most of those guys take a step forward. How much better do you think the running game can be this year? Yeah, a couple of thoughts on, on that. One, you know, I, I know everybody will be focused on the uh, on the quarterbacks tomorrow, but I'm going to be focused a lot on the offensive line mm-hmm. just because there are so many new parts there. Uh, and for Iowa to be good, it's got to start up front. And last year, the tackle struggle. You know, Linderbaum was great, but the rest of the offensive line was kind of, eh, was okay. You know, they gave up a lot of sacks, and that was part of the problem. And the other thing last year, I thought Goodson danced a little bit too much. Yep. Um, and you saw in the bowl game, and LeSean and, uh, and Gavin Williams have talked about this, how they just came into that game and they just ran hard ahead and didn't try and make people miss, just like trying to truck people. And they're going to add some more to that. But I, I think you saw that in the bowl game that it was a better run game just because they tried to just plow ahead instead mm-hmm. of trying to make people miss and, and hit a big play. And it was a net positive, I thought, for the Iowa offense in the bowl game, at least from the run game perspective. Tom, how, and obviously the fall will dictate a lot of this, but uh, what what's your, I guess, uh, guesstimate at this point and how they will distribute carries amongst the Williams? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think Gavin is probably the number one guy. Um but I don't think LaShawn is all that far off from him. Um, you know, it might look more like uh, Akram Wadley, and the last time they had LaShawn, it was LaShawn Daniels. Mm-hmm. It might look a lot like that, where there's not 50-50, but close to it. So we talk about the running game, getting that going, the passing game. Joey Labus got a lot of buzz this fall. Haven't heard a ton here during spring football. We've talked about the simplifying of the offense. Do do you want to read into that, that maybe that's something where they're trying to get the young guy a better opportunity to play? But what have you heard this spring from Joey Labus? It doesn't seem like we've heard the same kind of conversations that were there during the fall. Well, and, and to be honest, some of the stuff in the fall was was more about he was running the scout team offense against you know, so he wasn't running Iowa's offense. So that was the thing that he had to really get after. You know, in bowl prep, he got to run a little more of the Iowa offense. And then uh, this spring, he's getting a better grasp of it. And that's probably why we haven't heard as much buzz about him is simply he's he's probably trying to get that down and, and getting that ready to go and, and feeling more comfortable running the offense. So. Um, I, I think uh, tomorrow is going to be a pretty big day for him because if he goes out and does well, 
this boy, the buzz is going to be red hot for him. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Indeed. Tom, uh, what co- who, which, uh, coaches did you guys have this week, and what were your takeaways from those conversations? We had uh, offensive line coach George Barnett, and then we also had Liddell Betts, the running back coach. Mm-hmm. So I think the big takeaway from Barnett is uh, that he feels like he's got a lot of different pieces, but right now there's not um, a lot that's been settled. He even told us that you know, kind of Colby uh, kind of got kicked out to tackle a little bit here recently and just kind of seeing what that what, what he can do there. Um, and Colby had said earlier in the spring that he hadn't been out there uh, yet, and we kind of thought maybe he would. So, you know, they've, they're experimenting with him there. Any uh, update on Logan position. Jones? Yeah, that's the other thing. They've just uh, – he and – Said he and uh, Ellsbury have kind of been splitting ones and twos, and and Matt Fagan is in there as well, as uh, you know, kind of rotated in. But he said he said Jones and uh, Ellsbury have been getting the bulk of the reps simply mm. because they don't have as much uh, they they don't have as much time at the center position in their careers yet. Tom Kaker joining us, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, uh, looking at this team, looking at of course the upcoming schedule, and there there's. A summer still in front of us, but feels like they're in a good spot of everywhere outside a quarterback. And if this goes poorly, yeah. there are still going to be guys that are going to be in the portal. There are going to be guys after spring practice, any shot at all. And I'm not talking about a Spencer Rattler type, but a guy that you know was a decent prospect coming out of high school. Maybe they recruited him a little bit. He's been a backup, and he wants to give it a shot. Any shot at all that a new quarterback would show up on campus. Is there a collective in place? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you go hand there's, in hand, yeah. yeah. There's uh, probably uh, a better chance of me dunking a basketball today <laughs> hey. than, uh, than uh, yeah. or Trent dunking a basketball uh-huh. today. Not without the help of a stepladder. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's not going to happen. Your starting quarterback is going to be one of the three guys mm-hmm. that are um, we're going to see on the field uh tomorrow tom of course uh as you would anticipate collective was a big talker here in central iowa over the last couple of days um and and, you know and it seems like iowa state is getting together but they certainly weren't ready at at least that's uh, by all indications where's iowa and 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 seeing what just happened and the lay of the the landscape now in college sports i mean guys getting eight million dollars to go to tennessee um three-star lineman getting what what did he sign for three hundred thousand dollars or a half a million dollars uh, if they were kind of a little bit slow out of the gate, I would have to anticipate uh, that that uh, process is sped up. Where is Iowa on a collective? Yeah, they they are in the process. Um, there's a group of former players that are kind of spearheading thing. I know Nate Kading's been involved. Chuck Hartley's been involved, uh, kind of getting this thing formed. And uh, I know they've got a, a couple of donors who are, in the process of probably stepping forward, I think that's a fair thing to say. And they're they're in the process of uh, trying to hire someone to be kind of the director. And uh, so I, I think they're they're looking to have this thing kind of uh, at least you know up and running in a you know kind of just up and uh, where, where there's something going on at least by the middle of next month. Let's get to basketball, and last night it was the Iowa Basketball Banquet. Some news that came out of there. 
to a surprise of nobody. Connor McCaffrey right. will come back for another year well, and after finish his up dad his dad announced it, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> right, right. On a radio show over there. So uh, fill us in a little bit what you heard over there in Iowa City with the uh, banquet. So there's some coaching news, obviously, with Billy Taylor departing. Mm, yeah. So fill us in on the details that you got yesterday. Yeah, we talked to Fran a little bit, and um, it, it's it, he was very, without saying it, he was very clear that Courtney Eldridge, who's been their, I guess, kind of director of ops, but kind of more of like a recruiting coordinator position in the last couple of years, um, he's going to get elevated to uh, the assistant position that Billy left and uh, went to Elon. So, um, and, and that's important to get him. He's going to be on the road this weekend uh, because coaches can be out this weekend at, at events. There's major tournaments in Louisville. In Kansas City, so uh, and also I think there's one in South Carolina. So there's some big events this weekend that uh, that the Iowa coaches are going to be at uh, evaluating players, and they were out earlier this month evaluating players. So that that's a big news. And then um, uh, Fran uh, also asked him about uh, a foreign trip uh, because they've mm. been due for one, but with COVID, you yeah. couldn't do those right. really. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, but there's also what's happening in uh, another part of the world yep. is maybe going to impact what they're going to be able to do. If, ideally, I think he wants to go to Europe and go to Spain with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of been something they've been looking at before, but um, you just don't know if they want to go over there given everything that's going on in Ukraine. So it might be something where they, you know, I, I've seen like Indiana, like I think last year, maybe they went to Canada uh, and did some stuff there, or you go to the Bahamas and play or something, you know, there's just some different things that, that schools can do. Hmm. Uh, what's Connor's role going to be? Any difference? I mean, when, when uh, Bohannon announced he's coming back, the, the, there was the different role was put out there. Of course, it didn't end up being that way, but uh, was it, was there anything said on, uh, on, on, on uh, Connor's role next year? Um, nothing yet. Uh, in fact, it was funny, uh, because we had talked to Connor before the event and, um, he was going to announce it at the, uh, at the event. So he didn't tell us and he was kind of play. he and Fran both kind of played dumb about it. And then after we got done interviewing, uh, he came over and told us and goes, Hey, by the way, I'm going to be announcing that I'm coming back, <laughs> but we couldn't talk about it until it was uh, officially put out there. So. It was just, you know, he just wanted to save it for the room uh, and, and let everybody know. So I think the role is going to be pretty much the same that it was yeah. last year. Yeah, and he's just, um, you know, funny thing, I heard that maybe the biggest hurdle for Connor coming back was getting mom on board. Really? <laughs> I think mom was ready for him to go get a job. <laughs> but not in basketball. No, not in right. She does not want him in coaching, and right. I think she's going to lose that battle. I think too. so too. Yeah, he, I, I think Connor. Connor's basically told me before. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be in somewhere in bat, and he should be absolutely. And he's 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 got the mind of a coach, mm-hmm. and he'll have a full year of preparation to get ready for it. No baseball. It'll be all basketball here this off season. Hopefully, a healthy one also. For Connor. Hey, finishing up here, of course, recruiting, always a conversation at HawkeyeReport.com, part of Rivals. It's a weekly question. Anything new, anything to tell us on Farda Amok, the big guy, their biggest, certainly, and one of the biggest transfer portal candidates out there. Anything new? 
Nothing uh, new on that front. I think they're getting close to the, what I heard from somebody last night was that they're close to getting that date for a visit set up, but he's going to take some time. It's just that's the thing that I've heard from various different people uh, that he's just it's going to be a while before he kind of settles down. And, and you know, that uh, maybe that might not be a bad thing because maybe Iowa can get that NIL thing up and running a little bit and, and make a difference there because I, I, you know, I think that's part of the equation. And, you know, the Iowa NIL thing is and how Kirk, I think, wants to do it. And uh, I mean, it's a long conversation that we could have someday about. Uh, I, I just don't know that that's a realistic thing that they're trying to to look at doing. Uh, football wise, is this another, uh, will there be a bunch of visitors for the practice tomorrow, Tom? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. there'll be a, a lot of, they've had a steady stream of guys coming in, uh, you know, every weekend and during the week. So that's been a real positive for them that they, this year they've been able to have all these kids on campus and, and, and kind of get the, the, everything turning the way it used to turn. And, and I, I think it's been a, a net positive for them. Kind of back to normal, as normal as it's been in some time. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Yeah. Tom, have a wonderful week. Uh, we'll read your stuff uh, at HawkeyeReport.com as you recap the open practice tomorrow. We'll talk to you next Friday, Tom. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com as we catch up on the Hawks. Again, the keyword in the 10 o'clock hour was grand at KXNO.com. We will be back. Uh, wrap up the first hour of the program. We'll head to Vegas to kick off hour two. Dave Sproul on Iowa State's and barbecue from Claxons before we get out of here at noon. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Five minutes before 11, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Mike Palm, Circus Sports, kicks off hour number two. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. All right, NBA tonight. ABC has the Bucks and the Bulls. If you're looking for it and you're going to TNT, you're going to ESPN, you're wondering, where the hell is this game? It's on ABC at 7.30. What do you think? Middleton's out. He's not yes. playing. He's going to miss, what, two to three weeks? I think they're going to reevaluate at that point. Bucks a slight favorite at two and a half. Can the Bulls... Yeah. Take the lead in this series. Yeah. Trent, they, had, they, they played well enough to win game one. They did, with the exception of that when they had a chance, it could score. And especially if they can get a big game from Levine. Uh-huh. We talked about that. If Caruso keeps doing the same thing we saw in and game two. you can almost guarantee that's going to be the case. Now, you think Giannis, he's going to do his thing, right? Yeah, but he got 30-something last time. So is it up to Drew Holiday? I mean, he's, he's the guy that's going to have to do it. Yeah. That's... Uh, Doing the same game parlays with DraftKings, which mm-hmm. have been great. Hit out three out of four again last night. Hit another one, and, and so and you go into those things knowing you're going to get your money back, right? You, yeah, it's, that's great. It's ten dollars back, and yeah. we peaked ahead next week. Something good happening next week too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. the script we saw the script for next week. Yep, and uh, it's a little more than ten dollars mm-hmm. that you can get back if one of the legs doesn't hit. But I, I think Holiday is probably the guy that I'm going, and, and it might be as simple as that. He plays well, Bucks win. Yeah, he doesn't. Bucks, because Connaughton's just kind of what he yeah. is, right? I mean, every now and then he gives you a great game. Same kind of like Brooke Lopez was good the other night. Yes, he was. He was really good the other night. I'd like him to hit a three tonight. 
that's going to be part of that same game parlay for me. I'm wondering if the Bulls can go ahead 2-1 in this series. It's not a stretch. Bucks are a slight favorite. It's Uh 2.5. And and that Middleton injury is huge. It completely changes the complexion of that team. The Bucks came in. I really had a difficult time envisioning anybody but the Bucks coming out of the East. Well, or the Suns coming out of the West when the when the playoffs started. At See, least I, was, I felt that way. I was higher on the Warriors than you were coming uh-huh. in. I thought they had a shot at the very least. I couldn't see the Celtics, especially with that Williams right. injury, not knowing what they were and going to, to face be. facing Brooklyn in the first round, right? And even the Nets could they get on a run? Yeah, but mm-hmm. those complimentary pieces and you get going through everybody. It was difficult just for me to come up with a realistic scenario. But how often does this happen in the NBA playoffs? Where an injury completely swings what happens over the course. Chris Paul is a great example. Yeah. Some of the teams that he has had, or just injuries mm-hmm. to himself, but injuries that have happened on his team, go back to what we saw with Durant and the injury last yep. year. The Nets were going Durant, to They were playing against Toronto. They were going to throttle everybody. Uh-huh. And an injury completely changed that. So it happens a lot in the NBA, but I think this has changed course in a big-time way. Well, Two big injuries. Booker yeah. on the West and now over here in the East with Middleton. Although, you know what? For some reason, Trent, I, 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 I like the Bulls. If I had to, I, I could see. I can make a case for the Bulls to win tonight. I'm not sure I can for the Pelicans. Really? I just love the, the Suns. Chris Paul's going to take it on upon himself, isn't he? I'm uh, looking on one of my apps right now. They still don't have a lineup here, at least, for the Suns-Pelicans game tonight. There's no line. What are they waiting? What? what, what I mean, they know Booker's out, right? Is is there another injury that they're waiting on? So I'm looking. Pretty much everybody else. It was just one spot that I was looking. Phoenix by one and a half. So you'd be laying it tonight. I would with the Suns. Yeah. Atlanta get the game against the Heat tonight. You know, I haven't watched a lot. I don't think I've hardly watched any of them. I mean, I've watched a minute of that series. I've I've been invested in the Hawks, and it has not come up well. I'll probably go back to the well for the third time uh-huh. here and hope for the best. They're getting a point. Is all that it is. Trey's got to have a big game. He's he's got to be better than what we've seen. He needs to put that team on his back and hasn't been able to do that certainly to this point. All right, hour number two coming up next. More conversation about the NBA with Mike Palm. Uh, it's center. We'll talk sports betting with Mike Palm and Las Vegas with Palm when we come back to kick off the second hour of the show. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Claxon's Barbecue at about 11.45, 11.50ish. Miller and Condon, one more hour to go. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.